0: Welcome to Off The Record. I'm your host, Marika Day, dietitian, nutritionist, recovering perfectionist, and founder of Fueled by Marika Day. Join me here each week as we delve into what it really means to be a healthy and happy human. You'll hear from conversations with experts in their fields to raw and real chats about aspects of health and life that we really don't hear enough about. You'll be left feeling inspired, educated, and empowered to be the best version of you. So sit back, relax, or head on out for your walk and let's dive on in. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Off The Record. I'm so excited to be here yet again. One of my favorite parts of my week is recording this podcast. And I was literally thinking as I was driving home from the gym this morning that when I record podcasts, I kind of speak as if I'm speaking to a room of you guys. So, like, I pretend, I mean, not like I don't actually pretend, but I pretend that there's an audience listening and I've got people there to speak to. And I was just thinking, that's really weird, but also I really hope that it comes across in that way because otherwise I'm just sitting here in a room by myself talking to my computer and That feels really weird as well. So I hope that you guys feel that, you know, I'm there going for a walk with you or in your car with you or in the room with you when you do listen to these podcasts, because that is absolutely the goal of the podcast. Okay, so today's episode is a topic that I love. It's all about breakfast. And breakfast is one of my personal favorite meals of the day and one of the meals that I can eat literally any time of the day. So I feel like breakfast food is like the superior, the elite food. It's just, I don't know why I could never eat like a main meal again and just have breakfast food for every single meal. And I would die so happy. However, there is people out there that are weirdly not like me and don't like breakfast or don't want to eat breakfast or are not hungry at breakfast. So what we're going to do today in this podcast is go through some of the, I guess, misconceptions around breakfast and go through some of the research that there is around breakfast and breakfast timing. And I guess give you some context around how you can make better choices when it comes to breakfast. And I don't mean like breakfast foods. I mean, just whether you choose to have breakfast or whether you choose to not have breakfast because I mean, this is a too lazy, didn't read kind of thing, but if you don't want to listen to the rest of the podcast, ultimately, it doesn't really matter too much whether you have breakfast or whether you don't, if the rest of your diet is a relatively healthy and balanced one. Now, this podcast will go into all of the reasons as to why that statement is true and I guess where um, breakfast may be more important, and also where breakfast may be less important, because there is definitely different scenarios where breakfast is incredibly important for that individual. And then, likewise, for the opposite is true as well. So, there may be scenarios where breakfast is really not so important when it comes to our health and well being for some people, for some situations. So I want to begin the episode by defining breakfast and I know that sounds a bit silly to do but hear me out when I'm talking about breakfast in this podcast I'm referring to the meal that is consumed or a meal that is consumed within two hours of waking now the reason I need to define that is because that differs a lot from a meal where it's considered like breakfast as in breaking the fast so for example if you technically like skip breakfast and you have your first meal at 1 p.m then that is still technically like the first meal of the day it's still breaking the fast so what I'm referring to specifically when I talk about breakfast is a meal consumed within two hours of waking so the idea that breakfast being the most important meal of the day and I guess the best meal of the day if your goal is weight loss was derived from Uh, some observational studies that were done many years ago now and this was I guess like the dietitian message of I'm gonna say like the 90s and early 2000s is that you have to have breakfast if you want to lose weight or you have to have breakfast if you want to be healthy and I'm particularly triggered by this message because I actually got a question wrong on a quiz when I was at uni about this and I know it seems like a little thing to be funny over but it still gets to me because ultimately like if it comes to weight loss or fat loss as you guys will know and i've spoken about it before on the podcast is that the biggest dictator of whether you lose fat or lose weight is being in a slight calorie deficit and you know burning more than you expend obviously it's much more complex than that i'm not trying to simplify it but that's not this podcast anyway that's the the ultimate of it and one of these questions on this quiz was what is the most important habit or skill or whatever it is for um, weight loss? And the correct answer apparently was having breakfast every single day. And I <laughs> I'll click, I I click, must have more well, definitely chose something else and I don't remember what it was that I chose, but I got it wrong. And I argued hardcore with the lecturer about this. This is like literally for 1% of my grade and I just had a point to prove. I was like, you don't have to have breakfast to lose weight. Like that's not a criteria of weight loss. So I shouldn't be getting this question wrong. Anyway, I lost the point and I lost the percent and I settled with it. But my point is that you don't have to have breakfast to lose weight. And that that idea or that concept came from some observational studies that were done around that time. What we are now seeing though through some randomized controlled trials and what we've seen over the last sort of 10 years in this space is that breakfast is not the most important meal when it comes to weight loss and that whether somebody has breakfast or doesn't have breakfast it doesn't really dictate their total energy consumption throughout the day um, and it doesn't really dictate the amount of weight loss that they achieve or maintain. So I guess to answer the question of is breakfast the most important meal for weight loss the answer is no it's not now that doesn't mean that you have to have it or don't have to have it or have to skip it it can be either way and what we'll get into later in this podcast is how to find a way to either consume or skip breakfast that fits with your lifestyle that fits with even your genetics and works for you and your health and your goals because again not everyone's goals are fat loss or weight loss and if Particular, I know a lot of people who listen to this episode that is not your goals, and their goals might be around muscle gain or maintaining weight or even restoring weight um, from an eating disorder. So that brings me to the next part of the podcast where I wanted to talk about the subset of the population that really should have breakfast. And again, remembering that breakfast is a meal consumed within two hours of waking. There are a few groups of people where this is really important um, or it may just be beneficial. First and foremost, people that need to have breakfast every single day are people who are underweight and trying to restore weight or if you are suffering from any kind of eating disorder. So whether that be binge eating disorder, whether that be bulimia, whether that be anorexia or any other type of eating disorder, having breakfast in the morning is really important to help establish routine in your eating patterns and also potentially to maintain weight if you are trying to maintain weight or help to regain weight if you are trying to regain weight. Now, again, this is, I want to stress here, it is important if you have binge eating disorder, even if you have binge eating disorder and or you binge eat and you think that you still want to lose fat or lose weight. I know this makes up a large subset of people who are like, oh, but I'm not underweight. So I just binge eat. And it's not like, you know, I'd rather skip breakfast because I know that I binge in the evenings. One of the key steps to recovery from binge eating disorder is actually eating regularly and this is an instance where i strongly 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 would recommend having breakfast within two hours of waking in the morning to help you establish a really regular eating pattern so that is the first and foremost um, group of people that i really think should be having breakfast every day So the next group of people that would benefit from consuming breakfast within sort of two to three hours of waking. Again, this is a bit more flexible in terms of the exact time would be people who work out in the morning and the reason for this is if you are doing a workout in the morning and expending a significant amount of energy then being able to recover from that workout is probably a goal of yours because if you're working out you probably want to do it regularly and therefore in order to recover appropriately having something within a couple of hours after waking or within an hour or two after training is going to be important for your recovery and also if you are trying to build muscle mass or improve your strength or endurance. So that is another subset of people where having breakfast is important. I certainly wouldn't recommend skipping breakfast and going for multiple hours if you are working out in the morning. Um, So something like intermittent fasting, absolutely not for people who are working out in the morning and wanting to achieve goals with their strength and fitness or training. The third group of people who may benefit from having breakfast within two hours of waking are people who have insulin resistance. So whether that be insulin resistance as a result of prediabetes, diabetes, or even something like insulin resistance due to PCOS. And please note, just because you have PCOS does not mean you have insulin resistance. Now, the reason why in insulin resistance, breakfast can be useful is that for a lot of people, our glucose metabolism is actually higher in the morning. So essentially our ability to um, break down carbohydrates is better in the morning. Now, I'm just gonna like flip to the opposite of that. That does not mean that you can't have carbohydrates at night because this is where that myth came from. What it means is that if you are struggling with, your body's like natural response with insulin having your higher carbohydrates in the morning and having breakfast in the morning can lessen that blood sugar spike as a result of consuming carbohydrates now again with insulin resistance we'll be always recommending having low glycemic index carbohydrates or high fiber carbohydrates um, but having them, like I said, in the morning and having breakfast in the morning can help reduce that spike as a result of consuming food. So if you had the same meal in the morning as you did in the evening, if you have insulin resistance, then you would have less of a blood sugar spike as a result of that meal in the morning now this is not to say that there aren't going to be individual variations of course that's true this is more talking at a general level and if you are somebody who has insulin resistance and tests your blood sugar frequently it would be a really interesting thing for you to do yourself okay so when it comes to who doesn't necessarily need to eat breakfast in the morning or who may benefit from not eating breakfast in the morning there are actually a again subset of people who may prefer not to or may benefit from not having breakfast within two hours of waking now to sort of dive into this i wanted to bring you into the topic of chronotypes so for those who haven't heard of the term chronotype Chronotype is like your natural inclination for your body to sleep at a certain time. So it's sort of looking at what type of body clock we have. And the best way to sort of explain this in a really easy to understand manner is if we think about people who are early birds or people who are night owls. Now, obviously, there is like multiple different types of chronotypes. It's not just early birds and night owls, but that's a really simple way to think of it. Some of us naturally have more energy in the morning, are more productive in the morning, are stronger in the morning and are alert earlier in the morning and wake up naturally earlier in the morning. Whereas others are naturally more alert and awake in the evening and at night, are stronger and better at training in the evening and the night and uh pretty useless in the morning and myself and my partner are a perfect example of the two of these i am an early bird hands down if i listened to like my natural sleep cycle if i didn't have alarms if i didn't have screens i would be going to bed i think like eight eight thirty maybe nine o'clock at the latest and my body naturally would wake me up when the sun gets up really. So depending on the season, I'll get up anywhere from like 4.30 if I'm up in Queensland to sort of six o'clock at about the latest. And what I find being an early bird is that when I wake up in the morning, my energy is good. Like I'm ready to go. I'm most productive in the morning. Come afternoon, like come three o'clock in the afternoon, I am useless. And by like five o'clock to eight o'clock in the evening, I'll get nothing done, absolutely nothing. Whereas when it comes to my partner, he's useless in the morning. Like it literally takes him, I reckon an hour to open his eyes in the morning. And same thing happens with his appetite. He's got no appetite in the morning whereas I'm starving within an hour of waking up. I can't not eat breakfast and I've I've literally tried intermittent fasting before because I'm the kind of weirdo that likes to just try things that people are talking about just to see what effects it has on me. And I guess what are the struggles as well that I would come across with that so I can relate to people's stories a little bit better. Now, I'm not advising you do that, but it's it's just something that I've done in the past and I found it so challenging because I was so starving after waiting hours after waking up. Whereas my partner, he could easily not eat until the afternoon, but in the evening, he would eat way more than I would, but that's because he was awake also usually typically longer than I would be in the evening. So where am I going with this? Um, What I'm trying to say is that there is actually a genetic variation in our sleep and wake cycles. And... If we tune into them, which I actually recommend, there's some really interesting research around this. And one person I'm going to direct you to if you are interested in learning more about chronotypes and health is Alan Flanagan. Uh, He's the nutritional advocate on Instagram and he's doing his PhD in this kind of area and has got some really interesting research that he shares around this topic. But what I was trying to say is that working in your chronotype one of the most beneficial things that we can do in terms of our health and well-being so for example if you are an early bird then training in the morning is actually going to be more beneficial for you like you're going to be stronger in the morning than you will be in the evening and vice versa so if you're a night owl you might be better off training in the afternoon or the evening now there's some really interesting research that's coming out around eating patterns and our chronotype And what it's starting to show, and it's only early days with this sort of stuff, but what it's starting to show is that eating in alignment with our chronotype and our um, sleep-wake cycle is quite beneficial for our health. So what that means, if you are a early bird, then having breakfast might be more important for you than, for example, somebody who is a night owl. So what I'm trying to get to is that if you're a night owl and you are not hungry in the morning and you just don't function well in the morning, breakfast is not necessarily the most important meal of your day. And actually breakfast is probably not the most important meal of anyone's day. Any meal can be a really important meal, but having breakfast is not essential for you depending on your situations. Now, the reason I say depending on your situations is because if you are a night owl yet your work and life has forced you to have to switch and you're forcing yourself to get up at four o'clock in the morning and you're training at four o'clock in the morning. I would suggest eating breakfast earlier. However, again, look into some of Alan's research. It's really interesting. And what I would suggest doing is if you can adjust your lifestyle to your chronotype, there is some health benefits around that. So for example, if you are a night owl, If you can start work a little bit later, and this is where working from home is something that may have actually been beneficial for us as humans, is that we might be able to work a little bit more towards our chronotype and, you know, sleep in a little bit longer or get up a little bit earlier and start work a little bit earlier, depending on what suits us. So to sum up, breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. However, it can be very useful depending on your situation and your goals, and it's not essential also depending on your situation and your goals. What I would suggest doing when it comes to deciding whether you should have breakfast or not is to consider when you are training, when you are most hungry or when you are least hungry, what time you wake up and what time you go to sleep any health conditions that may be related to your food intake so for example like I mentioned eating disorders or even something like insulin resistance and finally also tying in your goals so for example if one of your goals is to gain weight or gain muscle mass eating regularly is going to be more beneficial than you know going hours and hours and hours without food so consider your goals in that and I'm going to add there the reverse is not necessarily true like skipping breakfast does not mean that you're gonna lose more weight, like I said earlier. So definitely if you're trying to gain weight, having breakfast, but you can also have breakfast and be on a fat loss or weight loss journey. And I want to finish with a final note on intermittent fasting because I think that's some of the reason why some of you might be here today is wondering about intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is not superior to eating regularly for fat loss or for weight loss. So you can absolutely eat breakfast and lose weight. You do not need to intermittent fast to lose weight or to lose fat. I think that's something that a lot of um, health and fitness people sort of drill into us as well as around like a lot of people talking about like DNA and fasting. And one of my (laughs) things that I always come back to with this is you're picking like the like the tiny little perfect changes that you could make so for example when we're talking about like telomere length and dna when it comes to intermittent fasting is this is for like the elite of elite in perfecting their diet so if you are not at that level where you are Literally being a perfectionist, which I don't recommend with your diet, then why are we worrying about tiny little changes that we could do to telomere length when you might be binge drinking on the weekend or doing recreational drugs? Like there's so many more worse things that people are doing for their DNA than eating breakfast, A far superior thing to do to improve your DNA, to improve your telomere length in your DNA is to stop smoking, to start exercising, to eat more fruits and vegetables, to stop drinking excessive amounts of alcohol, to not alcohol, to not do recreational drugs. So they are, I guess, your like real starting points when it comes to working on improving your DNA. So unless you have got those like hands down I wouldn't be stressing about your overnight fast time in saying that having a fast overnight is beneficial and also normal typically we don't eat during the night and if you are eating during the night as in waking up when you're sleeping then I would actually suggest talking to a dietitian about that and I might even do a podcast on that separately because it might mean that you're not eating enough during the day or it might be an indication of some other sort of habit or condition that you've got. So if you are a breakfast lover, go out and eat your breakfast. I am giving you full permission to have breakfast every single day when you wake up or within the two hours after and enjoy that breakfast. Thank you again for tuning in. I so appreciate every single person who listens to this. And I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you'd love to share on social media, just tag me at Marika Day or tag the Fueled account at Fueled by Marika Day. Also, fun fact, I started a TikTok account last week and I've dived into the deep hole of TikTok and I don't know how I feel about it. But I'm at Marika Day Dietitian on TikTok if you are on TikTok come and help comfort me in this space. I don't know how I feel about it. All right, catch you next week, guys, and um, enjoy your week.